Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Pleasure to have you with me, as usual. Uh, you know, if you're going to be in the financial services business where you're helping people out with their finances and their ideas and strategies, you have to be trustworthy, but you also have to be very service-oriented. And my next guest is Tim Foster, founder and partner of the Partners Group. And uh, he learned uh, how to be uh, in service at a very young age. He was the youngest of seven children. And his mom taught him how to say please and thank you and that it was not optional and that service was important. And he's been doing what he does for many, many years, helping people take their, their dreams and showing them what they can do and then letting them determine what they want to do. You know, it's not always about someone just telling you what to do. Sometimes it's about showing you the options and how to get there and then letting you uh, help make your own decisions. So I'm really pleased. Uh, he's a member of BEI, uh, the exit planning group, the, the main exit planning group as far as I'm concerned. And I'm really pleased to have him on the show. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Bill. appreciate uh, joining you. Tim, tell me a little bit about uh, you and your background. Uh, you have, you've been in the same place in the same small town for many, many years and been of service to a lot of people. How did you decide to get started in this business? Uh, well, I was uh, not necessarily roped into it, but I, uh, my brother, uh, older brother, kind of brother, uh, father, uh, best friend type, he was 11 years older than me, uh, he was uh, in the insurance business with Prudential, and I would uh, uh, spend my summers going on meetings with him. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, it was kind of when I became 21 or so, it was kind of like, uh, well, what are you going to do? Well, I kind of knew what I was going to do because I enjoyed uh, the service aspect. And, uh, you know, he was a successful guy. And uh, so... Uh, so I signed up with Prudential when I was 21, and that was the start of uh, of my career, uh, uh, obviously 50-plus years ago. And then uh, uh, he was killed in a hunting accident in 1978, and so uh, at that time I either had to, uh, you know, when you're a younger brother, it's either, uh, either uh, you were successful uh, because of him, and if you weren't successful, it was because of him. Okay, because, uh, but the two of us had made a great team, and so I either had to, you know, get off the track or get going, so I, I built a nice uh, organization called Foster Klima uh, with my partner, George Klima, and, and we sold that in 2001. Uh, you know, we had about 150 people at the time that we sold it, and we sold that in, in 01, so I could really do what I did when I started, uh, which is uh, basically working with uh, closely held business owners. And, and I, I went out of the family market when I was 23 and went into the business market at age 23. So that's kind of how I got started. Uh, but, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, as a result I'm so of sorry that, for uh, your, your, that tragic, that tragic situation that, that must have been very, very difficult. Yeah, well, there's, well, there's, there's a gift with every tragedy and the fact that we did spend, uh, you know, 44 years together because he was my brother, uh, that was the gift, you know. So, that was, uh, you know, I, I, I look at tragedies that are attached. Uh, some gift is with most tragedies anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and he gave <clears throat> he gave you something really important, the gift of, of seeing how it was done correctly and so that you could have a, a, a great 
track to run on. And now um, you have other family members involved in your business, I understand, uh, your son and your nephew and great-nephew. So it's, it's, uh, it's moving on to the next generation at some point, right? It's, so you've got, uh, yeah, you've got yeah, others involved. Would- yeah, we would be uh, in our uh, collective business uh, where we serve uh, our customers uh, and their families. Uh, we would be somewhat hypocritical if we didn't uh, try to do the same things uh, from a retention standpoint in our businesses. Uh, even though the partners group is is a small business, we have a dozen people uh, that work with closely held companies. Uh, but uh, you know, we do have. You know, from my age, which is uh, which is uh, uh, over age 65, I'll say, uh, you know, I'll be nice to myself. And uh, I have a, a nephew that's uh, in his late 50s, and I have a son that's in his early 40s, and I have a great nephew that's in his early 30s. So uh, we have uh, customers that uh, if we take my brother and I, if you heard the first part of the story, uh, we have customers that have been with us for 62 years, okay? So we have all intentions of continuing to serve our customers, hopefully for the next 62 years, and that's as a result of family uh, helping family. So, And being uh, now the, the, the oldest in a uh, – although you're not that old, but being the oldest no. in a family business now – uh, how do you set the tone, and how does that help you in dealing with your clients who are family businesses? Well, uh, you know, the fact that you had uh, one of the things is that uh, 100% of our uh, customers come from referrals. So the, the, they pretty much know who we are before we get there, okay, uh, because of the referral process, Okay. The other side of that is that uh, uh, they would be familiar with our history, so they knew that we built a company in the financial service business that was bigger than our small company today. Uh, some of the companies that we work with started in a garage, and now they're, you know, one of them just sold for a billion two, okay, and we're still working with them, okay. So uh, as, as a result of, of uh, uh, we also have another business where we've got 700 employees, and that's in the hospitality business. See, so, but that's—I uh, don't run that. All I do is uh, hang out with them, uh, and that's another nephew. So, family is really important in the direction we go. So, uh, our on a referral basis, the the people that we sit in front of, and they say, "Well, tell us about yourselves." They already know about us. So we have an opportunity to listen and listen and listen and say, well, it's more important that that you tell us about yourself because we're here to help you. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's uh, it all falls together, Bill. Well, well, let me ask you a question then. If uh, a client were to ask you. Um, what's one piece of advice you could tell me, or what's the first piece of advice you could tell me about whether I should bring my son or daughter into my family business? How do I know if they have what it takes? What kind of qualifications should I set before them so that they don't just come in because they're related to me? What, what kind of a training program should I put them through? 
well, a, a training program is you don't start them at the top, first of all. And uh, there's, a, there's a good chance that uh, those of us that are in uh, retention of good people for the families that we work with is there's a good chance that, uh, that uh, your uh, family member won't be running the business but might be a good uh, asset for the business. Uh, it's just that if we take uh, any uh, 10 people, there's going to be one or two of them that are good leaders, and there's going to be a number of them that are good managers. So as a result of that, uh, just like doing your exit planning, it's never too soon to start. Okay, so if you have intentions that you would like your family business involved, get them started young, but hopefully they've had some experience somewhere else first, okay, so that you mm -hmm. can kind of look at, look at that and determine whether or not, how did they do there, okay, and most of us all have other uh, businesses like ours that we've got friends and all types of things that say, hey, you know, I think you, I think you ought to hire my son, Jeff, and, uh, you know, uh, he's interested in this business. And so, so my advice would be to uh, don't assume and don't put the pressure on your children that they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be better than us meaning uh, our generation being no better than us, but there's no guarantees that they are. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always difficult to, uh, for, especially for a parent to tell whether their child has what it takes. And I'm sure that you get called in sometimes and the owners will say, Hey, can you help me figure this out? Because uh, I need to have a, I need to have a plan and I need to have a succession plan. And if it's to my son, great or my daughter but the problem is if it's if that's not going to work out i need to know that because i don't want to saddle them with responsibilities that are going to result in us having unhappy thanksgivings because they couldn't do what we thought they could do so that that's a big yeah, problem I, so yeah. right go ahead a, a, story, a story in regards to that bill is that i was called in on a referral basis this is maybe 15 years ago to a town in southern minnesota uh, I won't mention the name of the company. You'd probably be familiar with it. This was the sixth generation that was running the company, but the fifth generation was still making the decisions. And I interviewed uh, the sixth generation. I went back to the fifth generation. I says, you guys got to find some outside people to run this company because the sixth generation not only does not have a, a desire uh, uh, or a passion to do it, is that I don't think they're capable of doing it. And they said, no, no, they'll be just fine. And sure enough, uh, within the next decade, they did go bankrupt. See, so it, it, it isn't an automatic. So that's the point that you got to make is that uh, be careful with that, but be uh, also uh, a lot of decisions are made from your heart, which are fine as long as you put your head in front of your heart sometimes. Now, I, I assume that... Um you don't just help family business owners with their family business succession, but you help businesses uh, of all types to, to figure out what the best path is. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And uh, So so yeah, when you yeah. do that, 
I know that um, the group that we both belong to, BEI, which is a Business Enterprise Institute, and you can find that at exitplanning.com. I know they have a lot of tools and resources um, to help business owners uh, and their advisors to come together and figure out what their goals are for their transition, you know, where, where they should be going and, and what the business might be worth. When you first start with a business, what are some of the first questions that you ask? Question I ask, how did you get into the business? And that takes about 45 minutes for them to explain that, okay? Uh, uh, understanding, Bill, that they're somewhat reasonably comfortable when I get there because, you know, we do a fair amount of work on the referral basis to make sure that that uh, this is something that they basically want to consider doing. So in, in the first question is always, well, how did you get in the business? The second question is, how are you going to get out of it? Without talking mm-hmm. to them about the roadmap that we can put in front of them as a result of BEI, okay? So, so that gives me a lot of indicators a lot of uh, points to focus on because I'm listening to them. Okay, So uh, they told me how they're getting in the business and now how they're getting out of the business. Okay, And most of them don't really have a plan for getting out of the business. They assume that that's going to happen. They assume that they're going to be able to sell at that enterprise value. But uh, it's as you know, and as uh, I know, it's 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 uh, it's not an automatic, and it takes a, a a good plan with a good team in order to get it done properly. Now you've been doing this for quite a while, and I I know that uh, most of your clients probably, when you get to see them, probably have a CPA, uh, an attorney, other professionals that they work with. Uh, What's the number one reason they say, you know, Tim, I've heard about what you do and I really want to talk to you uh, because why? What, what are they looking for? Well, uh, the time they do have and, you know, because of the fact that the Twin Cities is a, is a big, small town and we actually are west of there in a small town. Uh, uh, but uh, as a result of that, uh, the... Uh, attorneys and accountants, we know a, a good percentage of them. So as a result of that, uh, they very seldom get together and get the whole team together. So one of our responsibilities is to show them what they can do. Uh, and uh, as a result of that, it's not uh, only uh, coming from us, it's coming from their whole team. So we spend uh, time with their permission, with their attorney, with their accountants, with the other advisors, whoever they would have as advisors, and with the family members uh, before there's any further discussion on what they should do. And uh, it's our responsibility to put in front of them what they can do again. And uh, our practice is somewhat not necessarily different, but the protection components are very important in the planning, and we always put the protection components first, not second. 
good points, and I want to reiterate that for those of you listening, that this is not meant to replace any advice from any advisors. It's meant to coordinate it because when's the last time you had all of your advisors get together on a coordinated plan? It doesn't happen very often. So these these types of plans that Tim puts together, they involve tax strategies, legal strategies, financial strategies, and operational strategies. And Tim's not going to do those tax and legal strategies. The the tax and legal advisors are going to do those, but the idea is to coordinate that and get the team working together. Uh, do you find uh, that uh, once owners understand that, that they, they're kind of relieved that they don't have to now necessarily go out and talk to each person on a piecemeal basis and they can work with you and their team? Uh, yeah, they're very, uh, you know, because of the fact that it's, uh, all family uh, orientated is that they're they're very excited and you can just see the the uh, you know the sparkle in their eyes that well geez we finally got somebody that isn't isn't trying to replace what we do uh, and th- that's true with just about everything that they've done in the past let's let's take a good look and get a good second opinion from all of the advisory group that we have now. Now, we do send it out to get a second opinion on the business plan and the estate plan and everything with the people that we work with uh, that we have on retainers. But it's, it's truly a second opinion that comes to the partners group and we use that for the benefit. We very seldom replace existing players that are in the on the, on the current team. It, I'm not saying it very hasn't good. happened, but we we very seldom do it. Yeah, very good point. I, I can't tell you how many times uh, maybe a, a CPA or an attorney was a little defensive at first when they heard somebody new was coming in, but once they saw that the process that was put together by BEI was has been put together by uh, professional advisors and collaborated uh, for many, many years to make sure that it includes everyone, uh, they left it. Now, the other part of it is that you have to be kind of part, uh, almost psychologist, not not in a professional way, but you you also need to know what's going on, not only in the pocketbooks, but the, the hearts and minds of the individuals, and especially for a family business. So I, I would think you have a, a very good um, story to tell there, since you are as you say, a family business, and you've been involved with family businesses for so long. Um, Tim, what's the best way for our listeners to find out more uh, about um, the Partners partners Group? Well, uh, we're in Wyzetta, Minnesota, which is a suburb of the Twin Cities, and the best way is just to, you know, uh, look up partnersgroup.com and, uh, and, uh, if there's uh, anything that we can help you with, then uh, obviously uh, uh, we're there to help. Uh, we have a real simple uh, mission statement, and uh, you know, as opposed to having a, a paragraph after paragraph, our mission statement is to serve. Uh, to serve means to serve our customers, to serve our family, to serve our community, to serve our faith. It's all mixed together and uh you start with faith family and fun uh the business portion is pretty easy tim foster thanks so much i really appreciate you joining us today and sharing your tips with our business owner listeners and uh, i wish you all the best 
All right. Thanks, Bill. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 